are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked on Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We've got some free agency news. NBA is crazy on Friday. Free agency Friday was a good one. And some of your favorite Tar Heels are going to new teams. So let's find out where they are shifting to. UNC's Cole Anthony gets drafted by the Orlando Magic. How do Magic fans feel? Well, I got a chance to talk to Locked On Magic host Philip Rossman Reich. He is going to join today's show. Finally, Carolina is set to play College of Charleston on Wednesday. So that's a look at last year's team. What will College of Charleston bring? Who have they let go? Which is going to be a key component. Find out all of that on today's show. So let's jump right into it, shall we? We've got some pro heels making some jumps. As I mentioned, Cole Anthony is going to the Orlando Magic. It'll be his first season with the team. Tony Bradley is going to the Detroit Pistons. He was traded from the Utah Jazz on draft night, likely the result of the decision that they drafted Yudoka Azubuki. He played his entire career for the Utah Jazz. As we know, he was the freshman who decided to leave after his freshman year, a one and dinner who many didn't understand how he was going to get picked up, didn't believe that he was going to get picked up in the draft. But nevertheless, he has had you know a nice little career so far as start his uh, NBA trajectory. Ed Davis is going to the New York Knicks, also from the Utah Jazz. Ed is the second Tar Heel to be traded away with Wayne Ellington and uh, being released, Davis is the current, currently the only player on the roster who's 30 or older. So that's where Ed Davis is going up there. Makes me feel old because Ed Davis was around my time. <laughs> Danny Green, who's had a few jump arounds. He was traded from Los Angeles to Oklahoma City, but now has landed in Philadelphia for the 76ers. It's difficult because at the end of the day, I felt like he was given a lot of criticism towards the end of the playoff run in the bubble. But, I mean, some deserve it, sure. But you're a sharpshooter, you're paid to shoot, and all that good stuff, good defender, great. However, he was not the only one messing it up for LeBron. And in the end, they still got the championship. But Johnny come lately, they just they need you to be on at all times. But, you know, here we are. As you all know, may or may not know, the Lakers signed Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell and Wes Matthews. So they are trying to, you know, go for another run, which they've got some weapons to do so. So the Sixers were also trading Al Horford in the first round second and second round pick to the Thunder for Danny Green, but then he ultimately ended up again with the 76ers. Justin Jackson, Oklahoma City's Thunder's newest teammate, he was traded from the Dallas Mavericks, although I felt like he had a great run with the Mavericks. You know, he had he was a good point shooter at times and was, you know, more importantly, a nice young gel to that team that was definitely on the cusp with Luka Doncic and all that good stuff. It was a multi-team trade that evolved on Friday night, early Saturday morning, and he'll be the it'll be his fourth professional team playing it'll be his fourth season playing for his third team so a lot of moving around but that's the nature honestly of the beast 
Now, staying put, I know we always talk about Pro Heels doing big things. Harrison Barnes is, will still be with the Sacramento Kings. Barnes will be in Sacramento for his second full season. He played 100 games for the Kings for joining them for their final 28 of the 2018-2019 season. Reggie Bullock will stay with the New York Knicks. Bullock will be in his second season there. He, you know, came from the Pistons. He was teammates for a little bit with Theo and Wayne Ellington before they got released on November 20th. So he'll now join Ed Davis, and that'll be that Tar Heel connection. John Henson. I, I played. I went to school during the John Henson era, along with Reggie Bush too. Reggie Bullock too. But uh, John was definitely one of my favorites. Always goofy, always fun. This will be his first full season in Detroit. He is joined the newly front court action with Tony Bradley. Cameron Johnson will be back with the Phoenix Sun. It'll be his second season. And again, there were some great times happening in that bubble with he and uh, Devin Booker and the young core that is Monty Williams, ugh, amazing coach, all that good stuff. So, hey, I think they will be another team to keep your eye on as we head into this season. Now, Sear Little will be staying with the Portland Trailblazers. He will begin his second season, hopefully being full, nice, and healthy. He will be also with, you know, a superstar, Carmelo Anthony. Shout out to Syracuse, all that good stuff. Okay. So, Nasir. Coming back with you know a Portland Trailblazers team who again had a nice little run, but needs to get over quite the hump. Shout out to Damian Lillard trying to you know be a little bit better. I'm only reason why I'm a CJ McCollum fan is because he was on Lehigh and they beat Duke. But other than that, not really, not not really my guy. Not really my guy. Kobe White will be remaining with the Chicago Bulls. He is just finding his way. He is. They finally let him get a little run in, and next thing you know, he is doing the damn thing. Tyler Zeller will be with the San Antonio Spurs for another season. He has been a journeyman a little bit himself, but, you know, I think he's finally, maybe they'll finally find a home there in San Antonio who's had, you know, a difficult last couple years, but, you know, it's San Antonio. It's pop. The greatness is there. And, you know, you gotta, once you have Hall of Famers just slowly trickle off, it takes a little bit of time before you can get that back again. So free agent news, as I mentioned, Theo Pinson and Wayne Ellington were both waived by the Knicks, and so they are looking for a new church family, <laughs> a new home. We'll look to see where they end up. Guys who retire, Vince Carter and Marvin Williams. As we know, the two have decided not to continue their careers, but amazing careers indeed. Vince Carter will join ESPN as a basketball analyst, and we'll yet to see what Marvin decides to do, but I'm sure it will be great nonetheless. So... A lot of action there. <laughs> a lot of Carolina pro heels doing the damn thing. So let's get a better understanding, though, of our newest pro heel, Cole Anthony. But more importantly, what do the Magic feel about them? Locked on Magic host Philip Rossman Reich certainly has a great inside look on that. So we have him next on Locked on Tar Heels. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. 
It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Tune in to tomorrow's show as we will have yet another basketball analyst join the fun Carolina Blitz's Royal Howell will come to the show. Give me some NBA draft talk. We'll talk about Carolina as a whole. More importantly, we'll talk about the NBA and what the scheme looks like with all of these trades going on. So you can't miss it tomorrow here on Locked on Tar Heels. Now up on deck, we have Philip Rossman Wright. Philip, how are you? I am doing good. A lot, a lot of excitement here, but uh, to, you know, we're recording this on Friday. It's it's free agency Friday, so we're we're like right back into the into the into the thick of things here. A hundred percent. Now, how did you feel about the NBA draft this year? A lot of people were saying mixed, mixed signals. I want to say, you know, I, I've always felt pretty good about it. You know, I, I felt like this. You know, obviously this draft was just a weird process to begin with, um, yeah. but especially where the Magic were picking at 15, I felt like there was a lot of value and, and a lot of players that could kind of slip through the cracks and and really help this Magic team at, at 15. Um, I felt like this was a middle-heavy draft, if that makes sense. And, and part of that is because, you know, a guy like Cole Anthony, who's super talented, you know, struggled a little bit in college and, and would be available to a team like the Magic to, to take. So um, I, I felt pretty good. I know I know a lot of Magic fans are really excited about having Cole uh, join the team and 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 we're I mean we're all obviously eager to get things going with with camp starting up here in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Now, what position are you still hoping that the Magic can look to fill? Uh, you know, I think the Magic still need to find uh, a, a positionally a small forward. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Jonathan Isaac's going to probably miss the entire year uh, with a torn ACL. Yeah. Uh, and so the team is a little bit light on on kind of the swing forward spot. They they don't need like a long term solution there because they like Isaac a lot. Um, but they they're, they're going to need to find some some more some uh, someone that can fill that spot and just kind of take up those minutes. Otherwise, the team you know still needs a lot of things, and some of those things they're hoping that Cole Anthony can fill. Um, they need guys that can kind of create their own shot, kind of instigate offense a little bit, uh, and and be able to hit shots from the outside. That's that's still a big thing that that they need um, to to kind of keep their playoff spot. A hundred percent. And you know, the magic had a great bubble performance and I feel like Cole can bring that immediate offense that they need. But when we talk about Markel Fultz and he, I, for one, think he had a great bubble performance. Sometimes guys do a whole lot better, not distracted, but do you think there's any worry there that Cole's going to come in and sweep that spot? You know, there's, there's always a little bit of, little bit of concern. I mean, I think, I think the magic entering the strap process needed a backup point guard. Uh, and you know needed to kind of shore up their point guard depth, and and there were a lot of national media who were uncertain about Markel Fultz. Still, I mean, he had a great year. I know he averaged only twelve points per game, but considering you know all the things that he'd been through with his injury and and not knowing really what was going on with him to to play the year that he had was was really fantastic. I think the Magic are really really excited about him. But one thing that's really changed about the NBA over the last maybe two or three years it's it's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. There's been a there's been a real premium on ball handling and, and and having multiple ball handlers on the floor, having multiple guys who can get a team into their offense and initiate the offense. And and I think you know we see this with a team like Toronto, where they played a really small backcourt in Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet, and they were still one of the most dynamic offenses in the league. They were still a championship contender. You know, obviously they went to, to seven games with Boston in that epic series. So I think we're seeing a, a trend around the league where. The goal is let's just put our five best players on the floor. You know, positions matter, but only so much. 
Uh, and if we have multiple guys who can run pick and rolls and can get into the lane and attack the basket and kick out to open three-point shooters, that's how you start running a modern offense. So, you know, I think the Magic are going to – the Magic experimented a little bit with it last year. They play, would often play Michael Carter-Williams alongside DJ Augustine or DJ Augustine alongside Markel Fultz. I think the Magic are going to try that a lot with Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz, and it'll be interesting to see if the two can play together. Shooting is going to be a big deal for both, obviously, uh, to make something like that work. Absolutely. Now, do you feel like Cole Anthony has any kind of star power potential, like, mm, I don't know, Magic Legend Penny Hardaway, or are, am I pushing it? You might be pushing it with the with the penny comparison because penny is penny's penny. I mean, there's 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 nothing there. But you know, obviously, Cole is an incredibly talented player. I mean, the the you don't come out of high school, you know, and go into college to a school like North Carolina if you're not incredibly talented. You don't you know enter the season essentially as a top five pick. I mean, Cole Anthony was universally considered a top five pick. And, you know, you know, you could probably speak more to some of the struggles that he had this year, but, you know, the injury obviously slowed him down. I mean, the, the, the difficult season that the Tar Heels had kind of depressed his, his stock a little bit in the, in the minds of some scouts. But this kid has star written all over, has star potential written all over at the very least. I mean, he's a dynamic scorer. He can score, it feels like, at all three levels. He's got good, good control and pace to his game. There's obviously areas where he has to improve, as, as anyone that's, you know, just a freshman in college has to. <laughs> Yeah. But it, it definitely feels like Cole Anthony has that ability to kind of get to another level. And I think that's what the Magic are banking on and hoping that they can get from him. Absolutely. And, you know, I really wish people would stop for a second and realize these guys are 18 and still have time to develop and grow and, you know, drink that muscle milk a little bit. I think Cole had no help at Carolina. When you look at the grand scheme of it, you know, me being here in North Carolina, he had no help. Like he, he was putting the team on his back. And I think it speaks to who he is and his character that he came back. Cause a lot of guys would have shut it down. So screw this. I'm not, but he actually took time to get healthy and come back. So I think that Cole just, it speaks to who he is, his character. And I think he is going to be the kind of guy that Orlando can count on in the long run. But are you worried or any, any kind of like, Oh, apprehension when it comes to Cole's game? You know, there's, there's, there's always a, you know, a little bit of apprehension when you, when you take someone that you know, was a high kind of high volume guy at, at a school that struggled. I mean, you know, I think, yeah. I think honestly, there's some apprehension about that with Anthony Edwards, who was the number one pick in the draft of Georgia. That was another team where, you know, he put up kind of very similar numbers to Cole Anthony, you know, didn't have an injury obviously, but Georgia struggled. Georgia didn't go anywhere. And, and Edwards had them on his back too, had had them on his back too. Maybe that's just a product of expectations and reality, uh, in, in deciding, you know, why, why Edwards shot up draft boards and why Anthony shot down draft boards. Um, but, you know, there's always a little bit of concern when you go from a situation where you're a ball dominant player in college and, and you don't have a lot of help to, to show what you can do when you're off the ball, going to an NBA environment where you're not going to be the guy immediately. I mean, the Magic have an all-star Nikola Vucevic, who they do a lot of playing off of. You know, Markel Fultz is a, a really good player and, or is still developing into a really good player and, and needs the ball in his hands a lot with his sometimes poor shooting um Aaron Gordon's still on the team and he's a guy that that soaks up a lot of offense Evan Fournier is a guy that can attack a little bit off the dribble the Magic have a lot of guys that do a, a lot of things none of them may be elite offensively but they're all guys that need the ball in their hands so Cole Anthony's gonna have to figure out how he fits into this team you know I would bet that he starts off as kind of a backup point guard playing with the bench unit maybe a little bit less pressure to, to kind of figure out his fit with that group um, you know, maybe he can kind of play his style a little bit more uh, in lineups that don't have all the don't have like all the starters and all the pressure that comes with that. But at the same time, whenever you have kind of a high volume guy learning how to play off the ball, learning how to do what you do 
when you don't always have the ball in your hands is always a big concern. I mean, I, I, I just, I, I think that's, that's always the big mystery for a lot of these guys. And, and honestly, when I look at draft prospects, sometimes I think to myself, okay, he scored 18 points per game or whatever at the college level. What's he going to do when he doesn't have the ball in his hands all the time? What can right. he do when he doesn't have the ball? And that stuff matters. And obviously when you're coming into a Steve Clifford coach team, defense is going to matter a lot too. And I know Anthony's shown some flashes defensively, but he's going to find it very difficult to play minutes if he isn't committed defensively for a guy like Clifford. A hundred percent. Now, before I get you out of here again, I talked about the bubble kind of scenario. We might see that again. And again, the magic had a great run, but when we're talking about guys playing together and you saw the heat, they weren't all a whole bunch of superstars. Can the magic be in that conversation to have a stronger showing this year? Uh, it's it's definitely possible. Um, you know, I I think the Magic's range of possible outcomes are are very very wide. I mean, this is a team that surprised a lot of people in 2019, going 42 and 40, getting the seven seed, and and there was some talk that they could be a team that was about to take the leap. Um, you know, yeah. they got they had some young guys uh, that that seemed ready and poised to take another step. Um, the Magic this year are probably just hoping to kind of tread water. To be perfectly honest, um, or realistically, hoping to tread water. I mean, maybe they can be a little bit better. Um, not having Jonathan Isaac, who's probably the most promising and best young player on this team. I, I often say he's the only guy on the team and, and North Carolina fans may remember this from when he was at Florida state. He's the only guy on this team that has an elite skill with his defense. Um, he is, he is an all NBA defensive level player already. Uh, and not having him this year with the torn ACL is, is put a big gap in this magic team. I mean, they're, they're going to miss him greatly, even though they were able to kind of plug away and, and find a way to, to play without him when he was out with his first knee injury last year it's it's going to be very very tough to kind of take that next step up and advance into you know competing for home court advantage which I think is kind of the next step the Magic have to get to right now I think Orlando will be very happy if they're able to kind of hold the ship steady finish at above 500 and, and compete for a playoff spot once again I think that's honestly the expectation but it's it's going to be really really tough without a, a seismic leap from Aaron Gordon Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Chuma Okiki coming in and looking like a rookie of the year candidate or Cole Anthony being a rookie of the year candidate as well. Absolutely. Well, Philip, I appreciate your time and your insight. It's great for all these Carolina fans to hear how Cole will fare over there in Orlando. Please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work. Yeah, they can. You can find me, of course, by listening to the Locked On Magic podcast. We'll be we'll be digging into free agency here over the weekend as as the NBA NBA zaniness continues. It, it never <laughs> it never stops, but it, it's especially going to be an overdrive starting tonight at, or starting Friday night. I don't know when this is going to publish, but starting Friday over the weekend and starting Friday night at six p.m. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip R R underscore O M D. That's Philip with one L R R underscore O M D. And of course, you can see my writing at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Thank you so much, Phil. I really appreciate your time and look forward to talking to you down the line. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. All right, folks, as you know, I am on this new fitness journey since retiring from swimming. I have been looking for great treats to stay fit but keep me nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Head to BuiltBar.com now and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order.
Really appreciate Philip for coming on today's show. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On Magic Podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. Get the inside scoop of all the NBA news over there in Orlando. What does Philip have going on for you? He has all the insight, that's for sure. So now as we turn and wrap up today's show, our Priceless Gym segment of the day, we've got Carolina Hoops, right? They are gearing up for their first game of the season against mm, Charleston College. Mm, Come on, Candace. College of Charleston game on Wednesday at 6 p.m. So as you're preparing for your Thanksgiving feast, I'm sure a lot of you are cooking or you are buying the ingredients to help that wife cook of yours. Cool, whatever works, right? You are going to gear up for an exciting time as college basketball season is back. I hope if you're traveling, you travel safely and you've got that Coors Light in hand, you're celebrating responsibly with your family and you've got your built Bars to go for those long drives. I'm telling you what, if you need a little snack, there it is, right? So I I wanted to mention, though, that Carolina has some Naismith Player of the Year Award watch list members, Garrison Brooks and Caleb Love, rightfully so, right? Heading into the season, preseason list, we, you know, all good vibes. As we know, Garrison Brooks was ACTC preseason player of the year. All the accolades, all the love, right? All that good stuff. We're just excited for another year of college basketball, however it comes, however long we get. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to see the newly designed team with Caleb Love, Dayron Sharp, RJ Davis, you know, all coming together under the leadership of Garrison Brooks. We are going to have a great time just enjoying the progress that is these freshmen having to play some scrimmages. Glad we have the College of Charleston game to get our feet well a little bit before we go to the Maui Invitational. And then we head into really, you know, a couple more games, the Iowa and Elon game, Ohio State, and we're right into ACC play. So we're going to try and just get it all in one soup as much as we can, (laughs) okay? The Cougars, as we face them, College of Charleston on Wednesday, they will be without Grant Riller, their leading scorer in almost every category. He was leading the charge, and he is a dominant senior guard that was selected 56 overall in the second round of the 2020 NBA draft by the Charlotte Hornets. So we're keeping it all in this Carolina family. It's very extensive out here. You know, MJ and his picks are always an interesting topic of conversation on Twitter. Not sure if you guys saw that Gordon Hayward will be coming to the Charlotte Hornets. It'll be a pickup for $120 million for four years. And I'm just telling you what, that's a lot of faith. And a guy who I saw that injury and I saw him come trying to come battle back and it's been quite the uphill battle for him. So I want MJ to have as much faith in me as he has in average mediocre players, right? <laughs> I feel like MJ just for whatever reason is like, yeah, this is cool. I, and, you know, at this point, I don't even know if we should blame MJ because I'm not sure that he has his hands on it as much as we think. Now, whether he signs off on it, always, you know, he writes the checks, cool. But I just, he can't, he can't possibly be as great as he is and then pick the people that he does. I, I would love to have a conversation with y'all about that at Locked On News. Let me know if you really believe that MJ has a hand in these selections that we have going on here. But anywho, Cougars are going to be without Grant Riller. So I think it's going to be a give me. However, I want to really see the gel and the blending of this new Carolina offense and this team going to be led by some freshmen. Caleb Love is going to be the guy to watch. I think Garrison Brooks and how he handles, you know, the rotation of these younger big men. I want, I'm ready to see all of that. So you guys let me know at, at Locked on Heels. What are you most excited for to start the season? We'll talk about that tomorrow too. I will ask that 
on Twitter as you follow. More importantly, I just want you to download, subscribe, because it's going to be a great time here, okay? We are gearing up for yet another year of college basketball finishing while finishing off some college football. As I mentioned, we'll have Tuesday, tomorrow, Royal Howell from Carolina Blitz. Wednesday, we'll have the Thanksgiving Feast for Carolina versus College of Charleston predictions. We'll break that down a little bit more. Thursday, we'll have off because I want you guys to enjoy your family. I'm going to go enjoy mine, and I have to cook, so yeah, we need a break. And then Friday, we'll round house as we have Carolina versus Notre Dame football. I mean, can't get much better than that, right? We can either go into our weekend, bellies full on a win, or, you know, we can just talk about again how Carolina football stresses me out. Now, again, they're in control of their own destiny, and this is going to be a huge game. I think they can do it, and I'm going to tell you why Friday, my five keys, as we always do before big games. So, Woosah, we got this, all right? And also, I don't know, personal note, my Peloton is coming on Saturday. So my fitness journey for real, my built bars and my fitness are going to be A1, and I'm super excited about that. So that's all that I'll be sharing with you guys as we gear through the week. I hope you come back tomorrow for some great interviews here. Make sure you stay smart and safe out there. If you're gearing up to travel for the week, you've already started on the road, do all the good stuff, be safe, wear your mask, and as always, go here. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.